Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Amen. If you can open up your Bibles, First uh, Corinthians 13, uh, 1 through 13, we're going to be reading there. Amen. And so the Word of God says, If I speak in tongues of men and, with a- and of angels, but have not loved, I am, an- I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to move or remove mountains, but have not loved, I am nothing. If I give all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not amen, rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes in all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I have seen, sorry, even as as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Praise God. Let's pray this evening. God, we pray that we would be, Lord God, a church that loves, Lord God, that we would be a people, Lord God, in despite, Lord God, of what's going on around us, Lord God, and what's projected, Lord God, by the sinning world around us, that we would, Lord God, Love, Lord God, unconditionally. We thank you this evening, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so God has been good to his people. And so he has given you and I more than we ever deserve. Think of it. He provided a means of salvation, amen, to the vilest sinner. He gave us so many precious promises, and he stands by every one of them. When a person comes to Jesus for salvation, the Holy Spirit gives them spiritual gifts so that God might use them for His glory and His kingdom or His kingdom work. All the spiritual gifts, amen, are there, amen, in the body of Christ to do His work and to do His will. They are, amen, there to edify, amen, the body and to glorify the Lord. And so we each have been gifted in a special, unique fashion by His Holy Spirit. Some gifts like tongues 
and healing, sometimes they're blown out of proportion. Other gifts like uh, giving, amen, have not nearly enough attention. And so we have to give, amen, and not only give, but give of ourselves. And so the greatest, most essential gift that God gave His church, the gift that uh, contains the most divine power, is the gift of love. Amen. And it is through us that God uses, amen, love to be demonstrated to the world. His love is working in us and is displayed to, amen, one another. And so is the greatest testimony we have to a lost world. John thirteen thirty five says this, By this all people will know that you are my disciples. Amen. If you love one another. How many of us know that the world is watching? Amen. To see if we love one another. And one of the problems in the Corinthian church was they had, amen, endless spiritual gifts working in the church. But they were not walking in love for one another. The Corinthians loved, amen, the flashy gifts. They loved the tongues. They loved the prophecies. And other gifts that made them look spiritual in the eyes of others. But God was more interested in them coming to a place where they loved, amen, like he did. And so what matters most, amen, is not whether you possess, amen, spiritual gifts. What matters most is not how smart you are. What matters most is not how wealthy you are, how popular you are, amen, or if you, even your world light. What matters most is how well you love. When you learn to love like Jesus, amen, you have discovered what matters most. And so this passage, amen, is all about what matters most. And so let us look at a few details this evening of what matters most. I want to take a look firstly at love's distinction. And so the whole idea of this verse is that love is distinct, amen. It is superior, amen, to anything else we can do or be. Regardless of what we do, amen, if it is not infused with love and carried out, amen, through the love of God, it is a waste of time. How many of us know that when people, amen, come to our church, when they come in, they know they can feel if they're loved or, or not, Amen. And so thus, if we're not infused, amen, with God's love, people will know. And so love is higher than the uh, sensational. You might be a great speaker, amen, but there's no substitute for love. No matter how great, amen, you may be able to speak, how beautiful your speech is, how brilliant, amen, you may be able to talk. Without love, you simply... Amen. A clanging symbol. That's what the Word of God says. Great speakers can move a people's emotion. Great rhetoric can move a person's mind. A great speech, amen, can move a person's will. But only great love can move a person's heart. A great speaker can move people to tears. But only love can move one to Jesus Christ. And so... Love is higher than the spectacular. This verse mentions several spectacular abilities, amen, 
And no doubt the, the Corinthian church had them all. But even, amen, if a person was able to do all these things and he did not have the love of God in his heart, the scripture says that he is nothing. Love is higher than sacrifice. We can give everything away we own. We can give up our bodies to be burned. Amen. But if we do it without love in our hearts, it is a waste of time. And it does not profit us one bit. And so the emphasis is clear in our scripture. When love is absent, the Christian is no better than the unsaved person. He is nothing and he ex can expect nothing. Regardless of what others may think of us, our abilities, our gifts, without love, it is all, amen, a waste of time. So this evening I want to take a look at love's description. And so in these verses, Paul gives an in-depth description of love. He reveals all of its characters. And so these are the truths that we need to be reminded of continuously. Love feature, Paul shows us that many sides, amen, of true godly love. As if love were a great brilliant diamond. He holds it up before us and reveals its many facets. He does this. Amen. The person of God is revealed in each gleam of light from the surface of love. Suffering long. Amen. So this word means to be patient, to endure under provocation. And so this word literally means, amen, to be long-tempered. This characteristic of love reveals the truth, amen, that the love does not retaliate. How many of us know that sometimes, amen, when somebody does us wrong, we want to retaliate or we think about it. But I want to say that love does not retaliate. Stephen in the Bible is a great example of this. He's being stoned. Amen. By the religious leaders and by other people that surround him. And he does not retaliate. Jesus Christ, amen. How many of us know they rip out his beard? They put a crown of thorns upon his head. He's being taken to be crucified. And he does not retaliate either. Amen. And so these are the characteristics of love. And so this kind of love, amen, endures all attacks. One of Abraham Lincoln's most outspoken political enemies was a man named Edwin. And so this man, amen, called Lincoln a low, cunning clown. And he added, he's the original gorilla. I guess, amen, there's worse things that people say today, amen. But that's, that's the terminology, I guess, they use in those days. He even said that he, amen, it, it is ridiculous for people to go to uh, South Africa or to Africa to see gorillas when they can easily find one in Springfield, Illinois. Amen. And to Lincoln's credit, he never responded, amen, to these insults. Yet when he was elected president, Lincoln chose this man to be the secretary of war. When asked why, Lincoln said, because he is the best man. And so later when Lincoln had been assassinated, this man stood by his coffin, 
Amen. Which contained the president's body. Amen. And he was brought to tears. And then he said, There lies the greatest ruler of men the world has ever seen. Patient love is in action. Amen. And so it won this man over. And so I want to take a look also that love is kind. This word refer, refers to active goodness that goes forth on behalf of others. And so genuine love never is hateful or, or mean, but it respects others and also reaches out to them. The supreme example of this love, amen, is God's love. He is kind to people, amen, despite how they treat him. Think about this. People say all things about our God. But how many of us know that God doesn't retaliate? Jesus Christ didn't retaliate. And love does not envy also. True love is not jealous over the abilities, successes, or possession of others. Instead of uh, being jealous when other people promise, uh, prosper, or excel, excel, love is pleased, amen, when they do well. And this is, amen, sometimes a hard thing. Jealousy is one of the vilest sins that we can hoard in our hearts. It is when Eve was jealous, amen, of God that motivated her to take the forbidden fruit. It was jealousy when Daniel was put into the lion's den. It was jealousy when Joseph was put in a pit. Yet godly love is never jealous. Rather, it is pleased with the success of others. How many of us know that jealousy can come to our hearts? But we must, amen, identify it and expel it from our lives. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's not going to come your way. But you have a choice, amen, whether to be jealous or not. Or whether to covet that jealousy or not. And so love does not boast also. Literally, this phrase means it does not make a parade. Love does not brag. It does not draw attention to itself or what it is doing. Love does not have, amen, the center of attention. Love is not puffed up also. Love is not arrogant or proud. It realizes all that it has and all that it is has been given, amen, to us by God, amen. No matter how great our talents or spectacular our gifts, everything we are, amen, is given to us by divine grace. Thus love is humble because it remembers, amen, where it was, amen, before it found grace. It realizes, amen, where it would be apart from the grace of God. How many of us know that you and I would be nothing without God? Also, love is never rude. But it always treats others with compassion, consideration, and respect. Love controls the emotions. Amen. I'm not saying that you're not going to have emotions when you get treated badly. But I want to say that love controls. Amen. The emotions. It doesn't let these emotions out. It is not friendly one day and rude the next. Genuine love also 
always makes Jesus look good. Love does not seek his own. Love is true, never selfish, and self-centered. But it is actively interested in what, amen, will profit others. It never looks at itself first, but it always considers others ahead of itself. Amen. And this is hard in the generation that you and I live in. Because we live in a generation that's the me generation. Amen. And so Jesus is the prime example of this attitude in action. Matthew twenty twenty eight says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Amen. This man, John, said this, Love ever gives, forgives, outlives, and ever stands with open hands, and while it lives, it gives. For this loves, um, for this is love to give and to, and give and give, amen. And so, love is not easily provoked. Also, true love keeps no records of evil done to it, but it willingly endures all insults and injuries. This characterizes, amen, love, amen. And so love does not demand, amen, its own right. It is willing, amen, to yield to another. True love only responds in, amen, true love only responds in anger, that which angers God. All other things are handled, amen, through forgiveness, Hallelujah. Love thinks no evil. Takes no worthless inventory. Two thoughts are here in mind. First, genuine love does not attribute to evil motives of people. The action of others are not seen in their most negative light. Love always thinks the best of others. Second, genuine love does not dwell on what others may have done. And so real love does not remember injury. Believe all that it hears about another person. Looks in fault in other people. If this attitude were practiced in the church, it would solve nearly, amen, all of the church troubles. Amen. I grew up in a small church, and then it got bigger, and it, as, as it got bigger, the people, amen, there, you know, just bickering about one another, just the devil playing with their minds, amen, and if we took this attitude, amen, most of the church's problems would be solved. Someone once said, it is natural to love them those that love us. But it is supernatural to love those that hate us. And so love, amen, rejoices not also in iniquity. Love does not rejoice in sin, whether it is its own sin or the sins of other. And so love hates sin. Does, love does not rejoice when another falls into sin. When we see people fall into sin, amen. 
Even in, in our own church, amen, we should lift them up. We should not rejoice whether, amen, we like them or not. Amen. Also, this evening, love rejoices in truth. While we hate love, amen, and all forms of evil, amen, love rejoices in truth. It rejoices, amen, when truth is proclaimed. When truth, amen, wins the victory, love is glad for truth. Even sometimes when truth hurts, sometimes I don't want to preach, amen, truth. But I want to say that truth hurts sometimes, and we should love the truth, amen, because it brings healing, amen, to us. And so love is glad, amen, when truth wins. Love's fortitude. The verse tells us that love, amen, is staying in power. Love is a remarkable thing that never wavers nor fails. Love bears all things. Love patiently endures and overlooks the faults of others. And so the word love uh, literally means to cover. And so instead of pervading the failures and faults of others before all the world, love covers them over and continues to love in spite of those things. How many of us know that we can see the fault of other people? We can see the shortcomings of other people, even the, the failings of other people. And we must cover those as, as, God's, as God's children. Amen. And so during the 17th century... This man, Oliver, amen, the Lord's protector of England, was sentenced, amen, a soldier to, to be shot for his crimes. The execution was to take place at the ringing of a, of a bell. And so, however, the bell did not sound that day. The soldier's fiance had climbed into the bell and so she held on to the bell, I mean, the inside of the bell and prevented it from striking. And so when she was summoned, amen, by the Cromwell to the account of her action, she wept and she showed him her bruised and bleeding hands. And so he said to her, he said, your love shall live because of your sacrifice. And so the bell shall not ring tonight. Because love bears all. And so how many of us know that this woman, she, she loved her man. Amen. So love believes all things also. Love always places the best possible interpretations of everything that happens. It does not always seek the most negative answer, but believes that good will triumph in any situation. Basically, love trusts. Love believes, love is confident, amen, in the one loved. How many of us know this? We can, we can look at this election, and we can, we can look at it through the wrong eyes, amen. But I want to say that God is at work. Whoever wins, amen, God is at work, and God knows best. Love all hopes for all things. Love always expects the best. Amen. 
the best possible outcome. Love ref ref uh, refuses to accept failure. Love is eternal, amen. It is optimistic. Love always holds out hope when things, amen, are going wrong. Love endures all things. And so this, this term right here is used in a military term. And so love does not give up the fort. If you're married here, amen. Sometimes no matter how you feel about your spouse, amen, love endures. There's sometimes, amen, that I haven't woken up to the best day. Or my wife and I haven't woken up to the best day. We've had our, our conflicts, amen. But I want to say that love endures. It stands, amen. It continues in spite of everything that can be thrown against it. It continues in spite of persecution and also ill treatment. Love bears, amen, the unbearable. It believes the impossible. It holds on to the incredible and never gives up. And so the word, amen, stop does not exist in our vocabulary. I want to throw out the word divorce does not exist in our vocabulary as Christians. When everything else in the world passes away, when everything that is held, amen, in such high esteem is gone, when knowledge and spiritual gifts no longer matter, I'm going to say that love will exist. It is the greater constant throughout eternity. Think about this. God so loved us that He gave His Son. And I want to say that love is going to ring through eternity. And So there are times when love may lose the battle. In that the object of one's love may never return that love. Yet while it may lose the battle here and there, love has already won the war. And so the idea here is not about success. The idea, amen, is one of endurance. And so when other things have been removed from you, there will still be love. It does not give in, and love does not give out. Love that is real, amen, is a love that lasts. I want to take a look lastly. Love's durability. The Bible says that there are three things, amen, that abide. Faith, hope, and love. Yet faith and hope are accomplished inside of love. Therefore, the greatest of all things a believer can possess is love. If our love is right, then faith is no problem. If our love is right, then hope is in the right place. When our love is right, then we, amen, are right. How many of us know that it, it takes effort to love? And so what makes love so great? Well, love is the defining character of who God is. And so the people of God must love. When the Bible wanted to describe God... In one sentence, it said, God is love. God does not have faith. After all, who would God place, amen, his faith in? 
God does not have to hope. What would God, amen, who is in control of anything, have to hope for? Yet God is love, therefore we are never more like God than when we learn to love like God. I want to say that again. Therefore we are never more like God than when we learn to love like God. And so we have to learn to love like God. How many of us know that sometimes love is not automatic? Thus, we have to learn to love. To be like God, we must learn to love like God. And we can do this, amen. When we can do this, our world will be altered, amen, for His glory. All we need, amen, to learn how to love is that we must be constant in striving to love. We can learn to love through Jesus because He, amen, loved us. First John 19 says, We love because He loved us first. And so f- just for a moment, take all the things that are valuable you have and lay them aside. Forget about your talents, your intelligence, your gifts, your potential, your achievement, and anything else, amen, that you might want to mention. Now forgetting all those other things, just want to ask you a question. How well do you love? Someone said this, what is love? It is silent when words hurt you. It is patient when your neighbor is rude. It is deafness when a scandal flows. It is thoughtful for others' woes. It is uh, promptness when uh, stern duty calls. It is courage when misfortune falls. And I want to say this evening that sometimes, amen, it's not easy to love. Or sometimes in this generation that we live in, it's not natural for us to love. But I want to say that God can help us love. God can help us, amen, love a fallen humanity. And that only comes from God as we work on loving other people, amen, and loving our God. And So I want to ask this question. Is there room for improvement in your life for love? Or do you have it all figured out? Amen. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed in respect to God and your neighbor? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.